0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Blue Monday podcast, flagship show post Accrington Stanley, covering Ipswich Town for the last 1,000 years um david diamond's here he's just eaten a roast dinner and to be fair when we were talking about dave behind his back before the call started joe Fares predicted he was eating a roast dinner dave um do you want to sort of talk about your roast dinner briefly really mate it's just sort of fairly standard roast beef nice
3: nice roast beef nice gravy with roast beef isn't it i always think yeah, yeah. good standard stuff roast potatoes obviously yorkshire's um probably gonna have a dessert afterwards i would have thought now
0: but unless no i don't think they'll bring it in now so dave for the longest time i unfairly mocked you on the pod for having more money than me and owning diamond towers but i'm led to believe joe fairs now has more property than all of us put together um shall <laughs> we Fares now he's had more property than all of us put together <laughs> what the hell you want to there's nothing new there is there what have i missed <laughs> We well, have, Joe's
3: I've, I've just got a like holiday. In uh, oh, see now, of course he is a man of Joe's. Always been a man of property. Yeah, nice one, Joe. Hope um, is it available to um, your fellow Blue Monday colleagues at at prefer- preferential rates?
4: <laughs> She's in charge.
0: Yeah. <laughs> we lost you there, Joe, but we were we were too busy um, too busy mocking you. And anyway, Joe's got a nice holiday home, which um, he has. Of- all of the blue monday team are going to be using during peak season at discounted <laughs> rates yes especially school holidays or hope
4: yeah yeah we we won't need it then so that'll be <laughs> fine we, we'll just pay to go to barbados instead of 20 grand a head or something
3: yeah
0: watch watch england get beaten at cricket again Oh, there's a cricket reference isn't it um David, you must have enjoyed this. Um, Before we get on to transfer market stuff and Accrington, Stanley, who are they and Wimbledon and questions. Um, Craig Finbo, bow, boff, did a great interview. If I just say all of them, I can't get in trouble. Well, I can. I will. He'll tell me off. Um, Did a great interview with George Burley, um, Dave. Um, Two parts. You can check that out on YouTube and on Acast and everywhere now. But um, the thing that struck me, Dave, a man kind of at, at peace, Do you know know what I mean? Sometimes we do interviews and people are still bubbling about things and regrets. And he was very... No, I know. And I know Craig is obviously a long-standing colleague of ours, but it's one of the best. I think it's one
3: of the best interviews I've seen for many, many a long long years. Absolutely superb stuff. You know, he was just brilliant from start to finish, both in part one talking about his playing career and then moving on to his management career. I think we said after we watched it last week... um, I watched it through again. That his, his passion and um, uh, just everything for for Ipswich Town just 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 came through, didn't it? And you know, he's obviously his admiration for Bobby Robson and and everything, and his his general upbringing at the club. It, I've I just thought it was brilliant stuff. A real, um, yeah, a real real pleasure to listen and watch that. Super. And yeah, I, yeah, I had the privilege to, to obviously watch him play live, and he he was a just an absolute outstanding player, absolutely outstanding. And I still think to this day, he had I don't know, we had some butts and stuff like that. And we've been all through it for Ipswich over the years, and sliding doors moment and stuff. But if there was a negative sliding doors moment of that eighty eighty one season, it is the time when he obviously got his knee injury at Shrewsbury there back in what well, the Cup fourth round, and missed the rest of the season. I think a fit Burley, I say, his he's got his got, got all three. But I honestly think we'd perhaps won the league with a fit George, with probably a fit George Burley and one or two other things going our way there.
0: Joe I've always sort of contended with George Bailey that um if you would like doing hall of fame rankings obviously mm-hmm. most people have Kevin Beatty and then Bobby Robson at the top of the two lists but in terms of combined he takes some beating doesn't he
4: Yeah and there's a there's a on the billboards or whatever you call them the sort of window transfers that they've put on the side of the cobold stand it it does say on there um, more more sort of more sort of involvements in games than any other person in Ipswich Town with his 500 wow. as player and 400 odd as man in 900, <laughs> 900 <laughs> odd games and I'd say just from my point of view watching it obviously the management side is really interesting because that's an era I remember and sort of I don't think he really minces his words about Matteo serini too much <laughs> or, or the goalkeeper as he was referred to <laughs> and um But just more sort of the playing career, sort of come down at 15. You're aware of these stories and, oh, they come in, make their debuts at 17, but you didn't, it's like he came in at 17 and almost from that debut was just the right back, if he was fit, played every single game until he left. Yeah, he he left quite young, really, didn't he, as well? And then had a 200-odd games at Sunderland as well, sort of a, a real sort of fit guy. And I, I knew he was good because when I've read the... When Kieran Dyer did the 1-11s to in TWTD over lockdown and every single person talking about Burley, which is like, he is the modern fullback, the guy nice. that could get up and down, so attacking, brilliant crosser of the ball and that. But you just... I, I say, you, you don't see huge highlights of those 80-81 teams. And if you do, probably sort of a marauding fullback. You might spot them every now and again, but they're not the sort of key person that is pulled into the, every highlight, are they? So it's just, yeah, very, very I, th- I think person. he was
3: almost, almost more marauding as such, probably prior to that, actually, you know, prior to the Dutchman coming in, um, mm. he was perhaps more of a sort of, a more of a marauding fullback, I'd have like said, but, you know, two key things, he got his chance because Colin Harper, who was that, you know, Mills was playing right back, Harper would have played left back. Got a terrible, terrible injury and virtually ended his career in the famous, infamous, infamous game at Lazio, um, the away game. Um, and that's what gave Burley his chance, at uh, you know, at 17. Obviously, Robson thought he was right. And then, you know, as Joe said, um, you know, to play all those games after that injury, because that was a, that was pioneer, as you said in his interview, that was a real pioneering bit of knee surgery that usually cruciate ligament back in those days your career is over so um, yeah royal credit to his fitness and commitment and everything to not only play what four more seasons with town I think and and another certainly certainly four or five with Sunderland after that fantastic and there's some brilliant. interesting
4: bits when he talked about sort of Bobby Robson and Mick Mills and how Mick Mills was just his standard setter on the pitch there. And I sort of made you think, I guess that's how he sort of envisions his relationship with Matt Holland as well, that, that Matt Holland was the guy that was, that on the was pitch brilliant. for him who effectively did did what Mick Mills did for Bobby Robson, Mr. Consistent, Mr. Steady, sort of not the manager's son sort of thing, but very close <laughs> to the management and the, and the guy out there getting his message out there, but...
3: And what was interesting? Character. He clearly got good characters. You know, he was very, very aware of that. Having good characters in the team, and he really dwelt a lot on Venus, didn't he? Vino and, and obviously Majilton as well, and pretty much built the team around built
0: the team around that. Amazing stuff. Um, so check that out, uh, Craig's excellent yes. interview with George um, Burley. Two parts on YouTube and on um on Acast and um when you were talking Dave I was thinking the person that gets credited as a marauding fullback from that era right back is Viv Anderson um isn't it? <laughs> but Burley predates him by a few years as well. But oh, anyway absolutely. we could, we yeah, could yeah, talk yeah. we could talk for hours about that. But um bit of news actually we're gonna go we'll do the Accrington game in a minute. Joe, um Tyree Simpson has been recalled um to from Swindon um back across And we'll be speculating as to why and what's going to happen. But um, just tell me your perception of what the sort of chain of events may be now, Simpson, Norwood, etc.
4: Well, I don't think anyone really knows at the moment. Stuart Watson did a piece earlier today in the paper saying that, James Norwood isn't going to be leaving the club in this transfer window. There's been interest from six or seven clubs, including Preston in the championship, but he's it's, he's not going to be going. So you imagine Norwood's going to be staying. Obviously, Macaulay Bond is definitely staying. Does it raise a question about Joe Piggott, who was sort of an unused sub yesterday while Caden Jackson, James Norwood got on ahead of him? Is Jackson, who's probably one that they would, Not mind getting out the door with his contract coming up is is something more imminently happen with him or is it just they want to have a look at Simpson and then they want to send him elsewhere in this division either somewhere else in league one or to a different league two side I don't know but it seemed on the surface it seems a strange one because it's the sort of loan spell is going perfectly really from our point of view and that he's is their only striker he is playing week in week out as their number nine they're a progressive football inside real good pass inside the dominate the possession stats most weeks and he's been a real a real positive spell um, I think it's Ben Garner is it who was okay. previously at Bristol Rovers but like I say some of the football they've played when you watch it it's, it's real neat stuff with him as the focal point of it so we'll see we'll see what it does, does mean but hopefully it doesn't mean that Tyrese isn't going to play many more games this season because when you've gone there and played 30 games and we're only in January you're you're, you're doing well aren't you and scored 10 goals scored again yesterday and is I, I don't know if probably McCurdy's their top scorer but he'll be certainly one of their big goal frets. and you look back at I, I think I spoke to a Swindon fan earlier today and he said he's a bit he's inconsistent a yeah the slugs over there but um, <laughs> but, but he, he said yeah. he's a bit inconsistent in some games he's off it but he's all-round games improved sort of immeasurably since the start of the season. Like I say, good goal yesterday, 25 yards out left foot, just curled it into the bottom corner. And the one sort of a couple of weeks ago, just the sheer strength and physicality of him just boshing off two defenders and then <laughs> knocking it onto his right foot, and just with sure. his weaker foot, just smashing it into the top corner. And he is just an absolute specimen, isn't he? And might not be the quickest off the blocks, but I mean- once he gets going, he isn't. Oh, I'm stopping. That was noshing you know, with may... a B,
0: Dave. Not noshing with a. <laughs> I know exactly what it was. You know, but, yeah, but there's,
3: certainly, I know he's been playing at league 2, But you know, having watched, um, um, obviously, he's a lot more experienced. But Bishop yesterday and the job he did for Accrington you know, Accrington yesterday, you know, maybe McKenna sees sees something, sees something, and he wants to have a look, mate. Um, possibly, I think I've seen that on the forum that perhaps there's another. Potential lead one side wanting wanting to take him so um perhaps he's going to have a look at him first and then let him go out again but yeah it's a kind of interesting one and it really would indicate that someone's certainly going out the door surely
2: it's, either it a seems,
3: Jackson
0: or a Pigger or an Nord. it seems a relatively new thing now that um, the loan market is changing isn't it and teams are very you know if something goes well for half a season they're very happy now to just recall, send them out somewhere else and if they go up a higher level and look at someone mm. like Gallagher now in the Premier League and then it, his the step tr- is going to be half a season Charlton, half a season Swansea, half a season Palace and or a whole season Palace and that would be Chelsea West next Brom season. wasn't
4: he last year as well, but I mean, yeah,
0: be, point. yeah, sorry, yeah. West Brom. Yeah, but, you'd be but very you, disappointed if you're a Swindon, a Swindon fan. Yeah,
4: they've got a really small squad. Never and... fall
0: in love with a E Dave. But you've, oh, you've, it's narrowing. happened a lot
4: this year, hasn't it? And when you look at, I, I know last year it happened a bit like Newport. I think they had five players doing really well, and it all just got called back in one day. Scott Twine amongst them, and and it's just—it's speaking of Norrington Davis
0: from Luton out to Stoke that really got the goat of all the Luton fans as yeah, well. Yeah, it's,
4: it's it's almost I don't know it's it's strange and it's we're we're in the position on both sides of it effectively where Christian Walton we'd agreed a season long loan for him but
0: that was going um, to be my next question so parlay your answer into okay. Christian Walton but um, Brighton
4: had recalled him effectively. They said, okay, no, you come back here and sit on the bench for us. We need a third choice keeper in these COVID times. So like it, it? get back here in Macaulay Bon. It sounds like we spent weeks and weeks having to negotiate just to keep him here. When you list, listen to his interview on the Friday night before the Bolton game last week, there was interest from high levels. There's big money on the it table. a helpful for him four base.
0: game win streak for QPR at the right time for our sake, does yeah, not
4: it? But it sounded like yeah. they had better options for him. And I don't know, I, I, I personally sort of being totally blunt, I don't particularly like it. And I don't particularly like what we've done to Swindon. I think they've sort of upheld their side of the bargain. But it's happening to us and it's it's football at the end of the day. But it does seem almost like these season-long loans. If they do have the break clause, it needs to something needs to be done a little bit. So it's a break clause on a certain date. You decide on that date whether they're going to go back or not, rather than just drag it out through notice, the month. Because yeah. there, there was ones last year where, literally on transfer deadline day, players would just, loans terminated pulled back and it leaves the receiving club in a tough position. But ultimately Agreed. they, they at this, at this point in the window, there's still a week or so left. Swindon obviously knew this clause existed Months. and and they should have made other plans in case this clause was activated in the same way that our recruitment team, you can't imagine all the eggs were in the Christian Walton basket. There was talks going on. I think it sounded like with Nathan Bishop so that if Walton didn't happen, we've got a backup. So Like I say, you know these clauses exist and you need to make sure that you're ahead of it. And I'm sure their recruitment team are, even if they are disappointed.
3: Dave? Should have gone to Slough. <laughs> um Yeah, it's, it's an odd one. is it I suppose he was out of the, uh, Joe's glass. Always makes me
4: laugh. Sorry, Joe's it's
3: glass. Massive. I'm not sure if it's because per- i it's, it's, like it's like a vase, isn't it?
0: That, that isn't is, a, it is a nine
4: Slug's glass. Nine. glass that isn't that it's is basically a massive. If I'm drinking out of this, it means I've had too many beers on Saturday night. and I need <laughs> to go my Fluid levels up. <laughs> um, what was mine, Dave? Lost? Just quickly, if you're watching YouTube,
3: mine says "mummy." A bit of an odd one, Walton. Um, I mean, obviously, he was out of contract. I think Joe would pay some sort of, did I read tomorrow, a minimal fee for him? Some sport?
4: Yeah, I haven't seen anything on the fee. But... No,
3: no. Um, but, yeah, um, I think we all agreed at the, um, at the beginning of the window that he perhaps, out of him and Bon and anyone else coming in, he would have been our most
0: important signing. So, yeah, good to get him in the building, as Jim used to say. And contrary to what we may hear from certain supporters of um, other clubs who may have previously employed our chief exec, I think it's another tick um, mm. in the box. Um, those were the those yep. were the two that we we wanted to stay. And but um, it just seems wrong. They they will. That the main
4: business in the transfer window is re- is making sure you keep two players that you've got to the yeah. end of the season. Apparently, anyway. So it's almost like.
0: No, I agree with you, actually,
4: Joe. We're busy, effectively, in the, in the market, just trying to keep yeah. the same squad that we've Protecting got. Well, we've already got deals agreed to the end of the season. So, I don't know. It seems needs to change, doesn't it?
0: I suppose the very harsh contrarian argument would be sign your players full-time and don't rely on loanies would be people's comeback, yeah. wouldn't it? Where does that leave us on loans now, Joe? Is that, is that it? Is that, are
3: we up to the max now? Obviously, Barry's gone. And that... um,
4: Backinson's replaced him, hasn't Backinson's he? So we've still got Bond. That... Well, Walsh not lonely anymore. so on Se- got Bond, Uncle Selena, Backinson, Selena, and Coulson. So we do have room for Coulson, one more. Of course,
0: yeah. You've so we've got like one more in up our sleeve. <laughs> so Backinson was going to be my next question, um, <laughs> Dave. Obviously, I've seen a fair bit of him playing for. Yeah, I was gonna, well, we're gonna, I was going to bounce that off you
3: because I hadn't seen him at all. So um well.
0: Yeah, until um and to be fair, I know I've been um jovial with the Bristol City fans. They're actually pretty good with their insight and pretty fair with their um with their thoughts from from my perspective. So um so you know the story with Bristol City is that they're they're in a bit of financial trouble now and there was a bit of a reset um a couple of years ago, and they were doing really, really well with their recruitment, and obviously we know to our cost because of Webster. Um, I don't know, people like Joe Bryan and Bobby Reed and Lloyd Kelly, who um, you picked oh, out very quickly, yeah, um, yeah. Dave. So for lots of money, I'm probably missing a few um, out there. But they started putting some youngsters in and it was him and um, Antoine Semenyo that kind of came through and looked like the, the good youngsters. And um, he was one of those players where he would stand out in games because he's kind of You know, quite sort of tall and rangy, and um, languid, languid. Yeah, glides with the glides with the ball. But um, I think he was far more liked by Dean Holden than um, by Good Old Nige, who brought in some trusted lieutenants, Andy King and Matty James, who he'd worked with before, um, and then proceeded to put in new youngsters, which Joe will know about, Alex Scott and. Tommy Conway, sorry to make this a Bristol City and Championship, but, and he kind of fell back. So to, to quote you, Dave, there's a player in there, but then obviously the, all the comments um, and the narrative has changed now um, in respects of his, his attitude. And I did hear from some Luton fans as well who said he got bombed out of Luton for ideas above his station. So there is, there is a smell test thing um, there. And in answer to your next question, Yes, he does sound very similar to half. Yes, that yeah. was exactly where I was going with that. Yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's hard
4: to know um, with regards to sort of the move, like how he's gone from he was he was a used sub last week at Fulham to now. This week, Nigel Pearson's totally chucking him under the bus and sort of talking about his attitude. It's like how how was your stock falling that quickly in like in literally four days? I don't think he's responsible
3: up. for I Don't uh, think he was probably Fulham,
4: responsible for any of the six last week, was he? Probably <laughs> no.
3: It's, it's then, old, a sense, between the lines. Is it, is it not him? Is it more the player perhaps? Wanting, you know, is he not me re- reading re- between the lines going to Pierce and dem- not demanding he's got to play, but having a go, asking why he's not playing and pushing himself
4: forward. No, he started like a dozen Bad, games in the championship this year, so he's he's not come here to sit on the bench, has he? So. And also, uh, also as far strange, as I'm from concerned. what I hear, it's Gary Probert, the director of football, has been the big one pushing this transfer. He he was the one, so he's obviously worked with him for a number okay. of years because he was sort of the head of academy and sort of um all, the, all yeah. that. at Bristol City, and he's he's the one that's wanted to transfer. But it, it does seem like when you look at some of the transfer business, you're bringing in a player and you're in, and then you're straight away putting Idris El on yes. the transfer list who signed a new three year contract weeks ago, and Raheem Harper who signed a three year contract in the summer. And it's like I don't know. It's, it's a it's a little bit muddled. I know there's a need for constant improvement and trying to keep things going, but we're we're going to end up potentially, like I say, if we if we, I know it's sort of going there. But if you get promoted, we're going to have a, a number of players that are earning big money with two years left on their contract that just aren't sort of okay. anywhere near the first yeah, team. And you and you're going to struggle to get them out on loan even because or, or to get the majority of their wages paid because we're probably paying a big money in League One. They're going to get more money if we go up to the championship. And if they're not contributing to that, if you're looking at someone sort of like Cameron Burgess, Rakeem Harper, players like that, mm. what what are they like Rakeem Harper was playing games in the Premier League last season. Now we can't even get in the squad for a League One team. That's it's a weird one. I know there there was there was always going to be some that fall by the wayside but it's difficult when you've got these players on such long contracts fallen by the wayside. It's, it's, it's wondering where they go from there. And he hasn't been near this squad. I mean, I, I don't know when the yeah. last time he was in a squad. They said the last league game he started was, it was Bolton. Was Bolton, when Bolton was 5-2. 5 two, too, wasn't it? Yeah. It's yeah the last yeah. league game he started September. September, yeah. Yeah, early September. <laughs> oh well. Mm.
0: Yeah. Um, I don't think it will be the last of transfer window as well. Um, I, I, I suspect um, there may be something possibly more in, and then. Like we've suggested with a couple of names, maybe loans and um, I don't know, maybe the odd permanent out. So, what's the
4: potential to bring back like and Darber? Because we are one short centre back and he's impressed at League Two at Salford. It's, he was on a bench yesterday, wasn't he? I, I was, yeah, I was thinking, he's coming back from a long term injury. Oh, is he? he? Yeah, so he started the last game, which they won, but was out. So, I imagine they're managing back in as ben, Luke we Chambers and Miles Kenlock got on the score sheet. We,
0: yeah, when we linked with a Preston, was it? Story Story. Preston, yeah, Yeah. it was a handful of clubs. But he's a um, no, that's not Stockley. Went to Cheltenham. He's a big strapping centre back, isn't he? Story, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So I get confused. They signed Story and Stockley at the same time, and they're both big. And one's a striker, and one's a centre half. But yeah. yeah.
4: Um, so we, but, we, we do we do feel one light at the back, don't we, centre-half-wise? If we're playing three, when you've got Danassian, Wolfenden and Edwardson, and then yes. you've got Burgess, but behind that you haven't really got anyone, have you? So you've got Albi Arman, but he's still an under-18, effectively, and Elkin Baggett, I guess, who's an under-19 now and then. But yeah, like I say, Corian Darby, maybe there's potential for him to come back if, if we aren't able to fill that gap with somebody
0: this might just be the way, this might be the way forward. I, I think you, you, the three of us have got so used to a kind of streamlined squad in the sort of Evans era for the majority of it. It might just be the way forward that it's um, a bit more revolving door um, type stuff now. But we will we will see anyway. We've done 20 minutes and we need to get on to the glorious win um, yesterday uh, of which both um, Dave and Joe were present against Accrington who have, caused us bother on more than one occasion previously. And Not at Portman Road, through. though. Not at Portman No, that is a fair point, Joe. Um, let me just bash through the Ipswich um, 11, one change, um, particularly in central midfield, that was um, sort of facilitated quite quickly before the game. But so Walton in goal, Danassi Wolford and Edmondson, Vincent Young burns, <laughs> Carroll in with Morsi, Selina. Bon and Chaplin, Dave. Thoughts on that? Yeah, um, a little
3: bit surprised when I first saw the team. What well, Noah Luco, who has been pretty out, much outstanding, albeit or, or perhaps not like the rest of the team, not quite so effective last week at Bolton. But then we, subs- we should send our congratulations that she became a father on Friday, I believe. But, um, yeah, so um, that's the reason he was out, but. Um, yeah, good to see Selena back in the back in the starting lineup there. Obviously, a little bit of uh, um, mishap during the warm up with Evans. I mean, did you see anything? What happened there, Joe? You obviously were there.
4: for No, that. no, I didn't. I didn't see anything. I've read sort take much of notice. what Selena said he was after deep the game. In
3: corporate. He was he was he was knee deep in Black Forest Gatto and stuff on
4: it, obviously. <laughs> but yeah. um, they basically just said there was a groin injury. It didn't look too bad, but the sort of medical staff had advised him not to start. Effectively, so yeah, so a, a, a rare maybe.
3: start certainly in the league for Tom Carroll.
0: Joe, thoughts?
4: I, I think it's a strange one because if you look at that team on paper. You could you could make an argument that it's probably our most talented team that we could put out there, couldn't you? If if we plan that style, the three at the back obviously picks itself there. They've all played well all season. Well, well, Wolfenden, since he's come into the team, and the other two have played well all season. Burns has been brilliant. Vincent Young is a player that maybe hasn't played as well, but I think there's a there's a big talent upgrade between Vincent Young and Penny, and it's sort of maybe harder playing on the wrong side. But midfield, Tom Carroll with all those games in the Premier League behind him, Sam Morsey speaks for itself in there, doesn't it? And then Burst and Selena, Connor Chaplin, two players that have sort of been in and out of the team, but have sort of accumulated good numbers for time they've spent on the pitch, both in goals, assists. And that and McCordy Bond's our best striker, isn't it? And i say I know Sonia Luca's played well. I know Lee Evans is done okay in there. But I say you could if if we rode that team that eleven to the end of the season, I think you'd be you're not going to be far off, are you? Because there's some real, real you know, quality in that team. You
3: know, I, I still prefer, perhaps we'll get to that, I still do prefer a,
4: a left-footed,
5: left-sided,
4: mm.
3: left-back. But, yeah, I mean, Vincent Young, I thought he played quite well yesterday. But, yeah. Um, as, you're right, Joe, I think talent-wise, it's, when you look at it, bloody hell, frightening. frightening. Uh, side. Bench,
0: uh, Holly, Burgess, Edwards, Backinson in there, Piggott, unused, Norwood and Jackson. Uh, let's just go through the... Accrington team. I don't know where
4: was, whether he had an injury, because we've recalled that Bert White from Gosport Borough, Saw that. And, yeah. and they said he was, that's because of Holy will be going out, but also that Bert White, they wanted they like a third keeper for the warm-ups, and he'll be sort of taking on that role, and he was doing that yesterday. So Bert White was there doing that role yesterday, so whether Fladke maybe has got a COVID, again, we don't know any of that side or whether he just had a minor knock or whether he's maybe one that could be going out instead of Holy, I don't know. But again, I guess we'll find out in the next few weeks.
0: Uh, Stanley team then, seven in goal. Clark, uh, Rich Baggielu. Um, Sounds like John Walk trying to pronounce him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. Nottingham. And probably Dave's favourite name player in the world is Yeboah. A manqua, uh, Pell Butcher Hamilton McConville Bishop, who's been an absolute bloody nuisance against us in Bash the previous Bishop James. <laughs> Bishop Mazarewa, Bishop was is that what you're gonna one. say? You're really <laughs> gonna say that? Uh, O'Sullivan down the right hand side, and bit of a lively start in this one, Joe. And we're gonna go, go behind and um. One of the, one of them, their long throws. Just to talk about the start of the game and um, the first goal, Joe.
4: Well, they, they just started really quickly, and they had within before even a minute was up, they had a corner after about forty seconds, <laughs> and then they had had another one. Did we kick off. Not not long after, and within within ten before they scored, I think they'd had four corners before they'd scored. It was a we'd like we we'd had one just bef- just before they scored. We'd had run one really nice bit of play, mo- moving the ball really quickly around and getting up the pitch, but the, the goals quite. It's just a long throw up into the box, and it ends up dropping to Pell, who just just lays it off, and it's a really good finish mm. from Hamilton. But I think probably I think it's Edmonton who's up against on the first header. who probably should do a bit better, and it's just a well taken goal. And you, you're one nil down, and it's like, cool. We, this is this is not going well so far. It was a they they, they were good. It was a good start from them.
3: Yeah, I think like, it was really well. It was a really well taken goal. Lovely, good technique, left foot, kept it low. Yeah.
0: I agree with both. We often spend a long time looking for a mistake, but sometimes uh, a throw-in lobbed in, quick lay-off pushed up, haven't they? Um, I think it's Danassian comes out to make the block, and probably if he doesn't, I reckon Walton gets a better look at that. And um, But it is right in the corner, isn't it? Yeah. Um, Dave, we're going to get back on terms pretty quickly and talk to me about this goal, but more pertinently about this assist. That's oh, ridiculous, isn't it? I mean, it, I mean, for once it comes from this used to be us.
3: concealing from our attacking throw. It comes from their attacking throw. And that's poor... just
4: after they've hit the bar as well, isn't it? From yes,
3: yeah. yes, it is actually. Yeah, that's the yeah, hell of a save. I think he gets a touch on that, doesn't he? So there's I a deflection so. before the save as
0: well.
4: Dave. it's, yeah, brilliant. it's that's a brilliant out, save, isn't it?
3: Outstanding save. Um, and it's a poor throw because you, you know, you think set plays. They were, you know, pretty much on them all through the games. You know, the long throw for the goal we just mentioned. And um, I, mean, Edmund, Edmund sort of, maybe Wolfman, I think Edmund Edmondson maybe and I think a first header, Chaplin just helps it on and oh, then it's just brilliant um, falls to Selina, that was interesting yesterday, at least which was pleasing to see, um, which was a bugbear of mine, at least Selina was staying up for for um, their attacking corners,
0: which is when uh, which always... When Dave's a bugbear he literally is treated every time in the state, Lit, physically like shaking and yelling every time I hate time. that, I hate that. Yeah. I get it the
4: same, it's like when Connor Chaplin is back for a defensive corner, like, Why? like What's, head, the he?
3: What's the point? Um and then they stand off him, so it gets to Selena just in our half. He's allowed to turn. I do control it first, but he's allowed to turn and then run. And it's an unbelievable run. I mean, see, I watched it again. I should have watched it again on Quest. I was watching it again um, just on my laptop. And you just make out Burns, a sort of lung-busting run to get there. And it's just brilliant vision by Selina. And they let him turn and let him run, you know, which they didn't all game, to be fair, other than then. They let him run. Um and he did, it's the weight of the pass and it? it's just defence. Well, Dave, really. I was gonna can
0: I just doesn't jump in. Need saw, to take a touch, does it? We well saw, well he, he doesn't he doesn't break okay, str- we, th- we th- on, let, sorry, me, let me just jump in. We saw Rafinha do exactly the same thing for Harrison for Leeds and they were cooing over that in the Premier League. It's virtually the same kind of angle. Dave, just just quickly, we're gonna talk about Shahousery long throwing up the pitch. Why on earth doesn't um who was it? O'Sullivan foul Selena. He like he gets He, was, I don't
4: too know. Bi- he was too busy probably shouting at the ref or something because that's all he Honestly, did. Honestly, mate, on, on the floor, in the s- slapping the floor every time someone went down. <laughs> it again. was um, he, he was an it was only time. I mean, all
3: through the first half, when Selena we'll, we'll get to the goal again, but all through the first half, Selena, you could see trying to make trying to make space for to you know create shots on the edge of the box, and he got one away first half, and they were closing him down really, really well. There goes my light. They were closing him down really, really well, but um but yeah he, i mean the pass is absolutely sensational and burns is a brilliant run doesn't have to break stride keeper comes out maybe commits himself a bit but it's a good finish you know he just first touch he just lifts it over the keeper in and it's a lovely lovely
4: goal burns must have gone to 75 yards there for that run, oh, it? i mean just he goes from they, almost like the edge of his go. sort of in in the, in our box to getting on the end of that which just with one long straight run and it's and
3: good it's good vision by selena as well you know there's a lot of there's a lot of traffic in between there and he just picks the perfect perfect pass i mean just absolute quality
1: Leah, good goal now away days are great but there's nothing quite like home comforts the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home advantage with mcdelivery you win order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times. delivery fee In terms apply see mcdonald's.com
0: um we we' we'll talk about things more in in general when we wrap up but joe just um talk to me about this second goal in the in the second half i know aronington actually had a, a couple of few couple of few chances as well didn't they um but a uh, quick free kick and Connor Chapman's going to get the winner on um sixty
4: five yeah well it's it's down the right hand side and sam morsey's got into that position down the right hand side a number of times got ahead of the ball done well and he's fouled, but he he quickly gets up and Danasian is really alert and just sort of said, look, take it quick, get it through to me. Accrington, the honest side that they were as sort of, <laughs> to claim to be, even that they try and stop the free kick by being taken and they deflect the free Lowest kick. Lowest
0: form and, of wit, Joe.
4: Yeah, and it, and it should be, that, that would have been a yellow, well, I don't know with that ref yesterday whether it would have been a yellow card, but it should Maybe have been a not. yellow card. But Danasian just takes on with the ball, pulls it back to Chaplin and Chaplin sort of fronts up with, with a defender in front of him and, Really, really quick feet and goes mm-hmm. on to what is his weaker foot, his right foot, but then just absolutely smashes a ball home right into the, the sort of pass the keeper before he can really react. Brilliant, brilliant finish. It's, it's really, really good from Chaplin. Really quick feet and just touch, touch, bang, isn't it? And yeah. he goes and two one up.
3: He hits it so early, he gets out of his feet, doesn't he? he makes the angle, and um, I think the keeper's unsighted, which, you know, he's got no chance with it. It's a great, great finish, yeah.
4: There was no saving that one.
0: Nope. <laughs> there was no Yubara in that one either, was there? Um, Dave, summing's up then. Let me just give you the numbers um real quick, because... um, Obviously, sort of possession-wise, we're fairly dominant. But otherwise, look, Stanley 13 shots to 11, four apiece We've on one target. Corner, um, yeah, six corners to one, <laughs> one big chance to zero on the big chance counter. It's a fairly tight game, isn't it? Yeah, is there a, I mean,
3: people made a, a lot of them saying, you know, shithousery and stuff like that, and perhaps we'll get onto to their Chairman owner in a in yeah, a minute. will do that but, in a minute. I'm eager to. But talk um, about that. and they were. It was. we was seeing a lot of teams come down like that this year, Joe, haven't we? You know, hmm. just just it's called shit housing. I don't know, but you know, breaking up play. dark You know, diving, feigning injury. It's just. Oh come on, you know. I just. I hate that. And uh, the ref. <laughs> to be fair there's so much of it going on I thought the ref actually did oh it wasn't the worst I mean it wasn't great I mean when, when we've seen a good ref this season I don't think he was the worst but it's so tough for them absolutely tough especially when obviously linesmen never make a decision do they for Christ's sake and I don't know if you watch it back first half. did Morsey get away with one I mean clearly they are, they are out to wind up Morsey. So you'd have thought that Coleman pre-match would have put Morsey's comments probably on the, well, didn't need, on the dressing room wall Just or remind something oh uh, I think okay. it it was after we lost there, wasn't it? Early season. I think you compare them to a non-league side and, yeah, amateur amateurs and non-league side. And I think, it's I wish I'd have seen it's this. It even got to the point time-wasting where the ball went out of play and one of their defenders booted it. You picked it up and booted it out of the ground. <laughs> I'd have loved to have seen that. But, um, yeah, so, yeah, obviously, they played on that. And you can see they were sort of in his ear and niggling, Morsi all game. And, yeah, it's hard to see on the vid, isn't it? But... Does he throw a punch? I don't know, but perhaps it's six or one. He's been caught, he's been caught, you know, prior to that. And I think he just sort of lashes out, but. You know, nothing's given. It's right in front of the fourth official and they never make a decision anyway, do they? But yeah, I just try to break the break the play up at every single opportunity. Um and it, it backfired on them. But yeah, in the end and again, it's a game in i have said this before, it's a game in previous previous seasons, a bit like the Wickham game, um his first game, McKenna's first game, where we probably wouldn't have wouldn't have prevailed, wouldn't have come through and won it, you know, would have buckled under, but at least we have got some you know, people like Morsey, some strong characters who will front up in this team. Um, it, it, yeah,
4: it really Just wants before
3: to you come in, it, Joe, let, let okay. me just
0: let me just say, just so we're not patronising these teams, I've been no. pretty much pitch level to see Coleman's Accrington and um, uh, Ainsworths Wickham before, and they they do know what they're doing. And at times okay. against Wickham, you're you're hemmed in for like ten minutes in a row, like in your own third. And I remember sitting on halfway at Accrington, um at the time we lost to them in the FA Cup. And you're like the game is taking place five meters either side of halfway, and you literally just can't get the ball. So they, they know exactly at, how to and they do it very well. Anyway, sorry, Joe. They're good um, at what, just quickly, they're good at what they do. So I'm not being patronized to them. They're good at what they no, do. No, no, and,
3: no, and, and literally right. For the first as, as Joe said, for the first 15, 20 minutes, they were really good, really good. And you know, that second goal, that deflection where we Joe said, brilliant save from Walton, that goes in. <sighs> Completely different game, I think, at 2-0. They're um yeah, yeah, and but it just—it was just following that, really. I think soon, certainly, as soon as we scored, they seemed to resort to that for the rest of the most of the game,
4: really. Yeah, know? no, I'd, plus, and also to, to sort of coin a former manager's terms, it really was a <laughs> land of the giants out there, wasn't it? Mm. They were absolutely massive from, from front <laughs> to back. They must have <laughs> had eight, seven, eight players. that was six foot three. They, do it really was Trevor Francis, Birmingham side. <laughs> Well, I Kevin met them. Yeah, they were, <laughs> yeah, massive. They were, they were massive. Massive. massive, and and they Man. work hard. But it's Huge. all it's all percentages, isn't it? It's just getting a the lot. ball. All you can do is just get the ball in. They are getting the ball as high up the pitch as they can, and and they and they do pick up a lot of second balls. They work really hard, and a nice I, play. I, I can't I can't criticize how they play on the pitch, no. as in when the game's in progress, because I think what they do there. Is sort of playing to the within their limitations, but it, it's the theatrical, the diving all game, the rolling around. Sort of O'Sullivan and oh, was it the hell was where, the worst. Pell, Pell was geez.
2: absolute Man. wanker
4: out there. He's like only
3: six, like six foot five for Christ's sake. He was going used to play for
4: like... I don't know whether he was on loan from the zoo. To Blowing them, him, but <laughs> and he was just, but but I mean, you what you, you watch him, and it's just. Like I say, in in game, they they play they play to their strengths. They like I say, it's. It's longer balls. It's 50-50s. It's picking up second balls. Get it up for Bishop. He's it's a right hander. a and right handful. Bishop. And I thought yeah, yeah. Wolfenden handled Bishop I thought, really, really well. I
3: thought Wolfen and Joe. I thought Wolfen was our man of the match. He was my man of the. I mean, Selena put him to one side. Wolfen and I thought was brilliant yesterday. Best, of, best since he's been back. I thought. But yeah,
4: for me, and it's the same with Wickham as well. It's the way they surround the ref. The way every decision that O'Sullivan was just running after the ref all game. It's like how he didn't get booked. I thought. It was, I thought it was disgraceful his conduct and. I say I, I don't have a lot of time for that sort of football, and I'm not talking about the actual football, the the stuff that goes along with it. And same with Wickham. And I think maybe it's because as Ipswich fans, we we'd never seen a team play like that, and I, I don't think we'd put up with it. Like you look at the um, stick, Mick McCarthy used to get for a style of football, and yeah, some of the football was more industrial and we were oh, defensive, yeah. but but we were never a, a nasty side. Where we? We, we we were never a, we're always an honest side. We were never a team that chased refs about that got into their ears and maybe to our detriment at times we maybe needed to do a bit more of that yeah, but I just I, I, I just couldn't watch that style of football every week I, I just think it's the it's,
3: worst it's, I've seen thinking back was John Beck's Cambridge they <laughs> <David yeah. Bofall. laughs> used to have the pitch cut at different lengths and stuff yeah. like that um it oh, is a
4: bit like that wasn't it Watford and obviously yeah yeah sort of Wimbledon when they sort of came through the leagues and yeah, 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 people talk gang, about it yeah. like a romantic story Samuel Wickham was it not for me not for me, clive <laughs>
0: um so post game, good old Andy Holt, who's um I, I sometimes I sometimes think he does drunk tweet though doesn't he? I think he said <laughs> I think he's had a few beers and he starts with the <laughs> tweeting, so Dave's already mentioned um Sammy Morsey and his comments and um uh, Andy Holt, who um owns a football club called Morsi. A, Shithouse house on the on the twitter now before i get your opinions on this we do believe in freedom of speech and we do believe that andy holt has the same freedom of speech as you or i do we get that we also get that his comment is probably factually correct and we do all understand that um you know in isolation um morsey is probably a, a shite house, isn't he um but uh, Holt has threatened now to to quit Twitter over over this. So, um, what's your view on this, then, Joe?
4: Well, I suppose he normally, when he makes comments, that a lot of the teams in League One don't have maybe the size of following lips which do. And ultimately, we are one of the bigger clubs in this league. And if you effectively come after our captain, you're you're going to get something back, really, aren't you? And I didn't I didn't see all that he got back. I'm sure it probably did cross the line at some point. But I think most of what he got back was deserved. I think you want to talk about that after the performance that they've put out there. When, you've, when you when you employ players like Harry, that Harry Pell and that yeah. John O'Sullivan, when you've got players like that on your books, you, you can't start preaching about other players being shit houses because he's paying the wages of two of the biggest shit houses I've seen playing, <laughs> and they're not even good footballers though. At least Sam Morris is a decent footballer; they don't even deserve to be on the same pitch as him, let alone winding well, not them even up. Good shit houses, no, and, and <laughs> even like that Hamilton when it he sounds like they are the to game me. that talk, they are talking about how he was he's an honest player and he wouldn't go down and try and get a player sent off. And it's like, well, if you've been punched, you've been punched. Like it hurts, doesn't it? And he's he's talking to describe it as a shove slash push. And it's like, well, sh- sorry, shove slash punch. And I don't know. Andy Holt can say what he wants to say, but ultimately he will. I'd, I'd imagine he'll be getting something from the FA about that because Joe, you, it's can't, still, you can't. It's, it's swap what Morsy, them, and it, can you? that still comes from what Morsey
3: said. You know, yeah, there was always going to be come back there, and I, I honestly think we don't know at pitch level, but I'm, I bet sure their players are in it in Morsey's ear all game, giving it to him, especially when they went one nil. Especially when they went one nil up, you can imagine it, can't you? So. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah Can Morsy, Fair play, Morsy, Morsy gives it, Morsy takes it
4: Fair enough Yeah, but Andy, like I say, Andy Holt's got freedom of speech to Say what he wants that to do But also, freedom of speech doesn't mean freedom of consequences oh, Does it? Consequence. And, and if you <laughs> right, yeah. say something like that you, You're going to get so, something back And you're probably yeah, going to get in trouble for the
0: FA surprised me that he, he did flounce off I thought he was a bit thicker skinned than that But, um, and we'll all hold our hands up I'm sure you two are both fans as well I love Joe Garner and I love Mauricio Tarico and I think they would come in the um, oh. very good players, but they would definitely Huge. come in the um House um, bracket as Huge. well. So there we go. I'm sure we'll see Mr. Holt back. He's um he's no he's never away for long. And um yes, um I, I I'll repeat Joe's words. We agree with freedom of speech, but that does um yes that does have an opposite reaction sometimes that you then um, invite with your comments. Um, Let's just have a quick look at the league table and then we'll get to some questions. Um, So, under Kieran McKenna now, I believe, um, is that, has he had five games or has he had six? Four. Four. Four? (laughs) Yeah. Did he not, was he not? No, okay, so the Sunderland game's the draw there. Okay, so three wins in four for McKenna, so nine points in um, four games. Town in ninth, um, dare I do it, eight points off the playoffs. Um, And that defeat for Accrington leaves in 13th. Um, In League One, uh, it was a bad day for Wickham, actually, because the entire top three won. Wickham and MK both lost. A bit of a coupon buster for MK. They lost at home to Doncaster, who'd been been terrible. But directly in front of Ipswich, and this is important because we play them, um, very soon is Sheffield Wednesday now as well. So um, I suppose, Joe, um, looking at it, it's just keep, keep putting on, the... aren't they? It, well, yeah, quite. And um, I'm now starting to think we might get three, four teams over 85 points or certainly um, above that 80 and maybe, you know, pushing a bit on their all- they're all moving forward, looking at big totals potentially. But um, rather than looking at playoffs, Joe, I suppose you just look at Sheffield Wednesday and there's the Wimbledon game, which we'll talk about in a in a bit. But you you know nine points in four that'll that'll do you very much, won't it?
4: Yeah, and like I say, Tuesday a big night in when you look at that top of the table because we we travel to AFC Wimbledon, um, Burton travelled to. Um, Sorry, MK Dons travelled to Burton and Plymouth travelled to Fleetwood. So there's some it's three, three of those, t- two of those teams above us have got a, a tough away game against teams probably in better form than they are at the moment. And if we win and those two don't, we're it's really game on effectively, isn't it? And go to Hillsborough, try and pick up a point and sort of take that and move on from there. And it's just, like I say, it's it's looking like well, let's like say if you can just put the table up again, there. Sorry, yes. Ben. You've got effectively Plymouth. Uh, sorry. Ox Oxford, MK Dons, Plymouth, Sheffield Wednesday, probably Ipswich and Portsmouth. If you've got those those six teams fighting for two places. So we we just got to yeah. be better than four of them. And yeah, there's an eight point gap at the moment, but we've we've still got to play MK Dons. We've still got to play Oxford. You just got to take care of your own business, don't you? And if we can keep getting nine points from every four games, we'll oh, we'll be in the playoffs. Simply, definitely obviously, be in, it's not going to be quite that simple, but got, you've, got to, got you've got to play both to win of win those, and win, don't you? We've got to Wimbledon's play both of those away.
3: Form, yeah. We've got to play both of those away, haven't we? Mm. Wimbledon's and recent
4: Fox form, lost, loss, draw, draw, draw. Well we've got to go there and try and win that, don't we?
0: Dave, what's your views on how it's shaking out and um you know, yeah. I, know I know we were always guilty of it and looking
3: at it. You, no, else, you're right, but... top four, top four are gone, and it's just those two places. Could have done with um could have done with uh Sheffield Wednesday getting a late equaliser at um, at Oxford yesterday. That'd been good. But just put a six back. But yeah, it's um yeah. Big games. Joe said imperative. It's imperative, yeah. Three points at Wimbledon takes you into takes you into Saturday and a big, big game at Sheffield Wednesday. You know, if we can four points out of the next uh, dr- yeah, yeah. If we can keep, if we can keep just some momentum. Yeah, four points. I say take a take a I don't know take a, a yeah a win over Wimbledon and a point away at Sheffield Wednesday wouldn't be the end of the wouldn't be the end of the world. I don't think. If you
4: if Absolutely. you can go two to away games and pick up four points, you'd yeah. be delighted with that and yeah. turn turn a 3 game week into seven points. Then yeah. you're tougher because it also means if you've got four points from these two, you haven't lost to Sheffield Wednesday as well, which means that whatever happens, you've either not ceded any more ground, have you? So the the worst thing, like I say, you go to Sheffield Wednesday and lose, and all of a sudden there's three teams that are eight points ahead of us rather than just two. So And then you are looking for snookers, really, aren't you?
0: Snookers. Snooker loopy nuts are we. Let's do some questions. Um, This is Alex, Dave. Um, Surely Cook's uh, results with these players versus McKenna's results Indicate um, a smart decision to appoint McKenna and lays to rest the uh, for good the idea Cook was worth persisting with. Um, possibly a bit too soon to get to that a conclusion. Bit premature. And we're, yeah, we're um, we're at a point in the season where a lot of these players have um, been at the club now for a while. But I think there's the, there's there's a point there maybe not exactly that um, there is bluntly, only, I think by Alex
3: I think Wimbledon the Wimbledon game will tell us a bit I think Wimbledon away Tuesday night you know we got well turned over there royally turned over there last season um yeah you win there show a bit of character front up and win there and then yeah that will tell you a little bit more about him and the team I think
0: um Joe this is Paul um what's the answer to the left side question
4: well, we we hope, I guess, that Hayden Colson is the answer to the left side question. I don't know how far away he is from a return, but the fact his loan hasn't been ended must mean that it's not going to be ended He's this waiting for in, in January because why. If if we wanted him gone, we'd have cancelled it. And if they wanted him back, they'd have cancelled it by now. So I, I assume we just wait for him to come back. And but I thought Vincent Young did well there. Though. I thought he sort of he, he, he does a lot well from there. And a couple of times, sort of long runs in field and getting on the ball and some of the sort of passing between. Chaplin, Selena, Vincent Young and Carroll. I thought, thought Carroll, after, after a slow start, really, really got things ticking over well yesterday. I've seen a little bit of criticism of his performance. but I do feel like maybe just in that chance where Butcher hit the bar, he was just really weak in the challenge. And I think that might have coloured some people's opinions. But you look to see how he used the ball and got us moving. And he's a player that McKenna's mentioned a few times. So I wonder whether he'll play a bigger part than we realise. But yeah, I think it's going to be Colson, Penny and KVY. The answer's... Is in house, and we just have to hope that it goes well. You...
3: Yeah, he said. Did he say? Did I hear it last week, or maybe about ten days ago? He was saying of the two, there was Selena, and obviously Coulson. He said Selena was a little bit further ahead than Coulson. Obviously, Selena played yesterday, so uh, yeah, maybe in the next week or so, we might make a couple of games. We may well see Coulson appear.
0: And the fact Good. that um, Chris Wilder's um, literally brought in. Neil Taylor, when Wilder loves a wing back, would suggest that the player is um, up for grabs. Um, at Surplus some point. to
3: requirements.
0: Yes, um, yeah. one, would, one would presume. So, um, uh, David, let's get you, find you a question on here. Uh, this is Andrew, uh, Dave. Um, have we finally learned to win ugly? Um, so often we would have drawn, lost that. Again, with um, all getting ahead of ourselves um, into consideration.
3: Yeah, I think I, I think so. You know, like I said earlier, it's a game. There, we we perhaps would have buckled under the, not intimidation as such, but under those sort of facing those tactics, you've seen it before many, many times, certainly at Portman Road so yeah, it was good, I think we have got one or two, you know mentioning Morsi and one or two others, we have got one or two stronger characters in the side, you know, well I think we said last season other than, you you look through the side last season by comparison and other than Chambers, really you you sort of look, you you look for leaders, you look for characters and you really couldn't see much well, I think there's a few in this team and um,
0: yeah, I think you can see the benefits of that now um, Joe, this is <laughs> Pablo Canuga. Um, how refreshing to hear a manager give a post-match interview without helpings of BS and cliche. Um, he's probably right. Um, is that important to you, Joe? It is to me. Yeah, I, I like
4: to hear an intelligent view of the game, and yeah. I don't see that. Like I say it's not. It's not rocket science out there. I'm not. I'm not <laughs> saying we understand exactly what's going on, but. The football, it's, some managers want to put this like cloak of invisibility over everything that goes on off the pitch and mm. pretend that they're sort of doing something that is totally outside the wheel that no one could possibly understand or possibly think of themselves. But it's, it's, I'd imagine a lot more of it is more simple than most realise. And McKenna's happy to talk about it. He's happy to talk in detail. He's happy to talk about how they played, the, the bad start we made, how we came back from it. And I know they're actually quite refreshing to listen to. And I guess some people might, they might not like that side of it or maybe not like it, but not be that interested in hearing the detail. But a a lot of fans are interested. We're all interested in it. And it's, it's nice to hear someone who's so assured in themselves and confident in their own abilities that they're willing to, talk about it. I think that's definitely a generational thing, the sort of transparency and people needing to be clear and empowering people to understand decisions and telling them why you've made it. And our squad is so far reacting to it. You listen to what Connor Chaplin said previously. Luke Wolfenden had a good interview sort of across a few days last week that was released talking about how he's just loving working for it. And there was sort of a, not a dig at cooking there, but basically saying he's they understand it like me how i want to play they they talk football everything is about football doing stuff with the ball and it's not just about sort of blood and thunder out there because ultimately wolfington's quite a laid back guy and whatever whatever these guys are doing martin pert and kieran mckenna they they definitely get the best out of him so far and i say dave made him his man of the match just say I, I think probably a toss-up between him and Burst selina But I think if you, I know George Edmondson's getting a lot of credit at the moment, but I think if you look at the last three games, I'd, I'd say wolfenden has been our best, best defender in that back three by, by, by a decent distance. And and they're not easy games. It's up against for Dane Oliver at Gillingham, up against Sam Vokes, against Wickham, up against Colby Bishop yesterday. And he's, he's winning his physical battles and as well as being good on the ball, on the floor. And, helping us get moving with it as well.
3: Just quickly, Joe, just I want to mention to you, he, um, I know you mentioned him before, he talked up that Tommy Hughes, didn't he? He came back from injury and got a hat-trick last week, and and made reference to it, didn't he, in his interview? Oh, did,
4: yeah, I, I, hadn't, I hadn't seen that Oh, he did. It, but yeah, yeah, that's good to see as well, isn't it? Cause yeah, he's I think been he's, out quite for well, two years.
3: he's quite well thought of, yeah.
4: Well, he's one that Kieran Dyer was always a big fan of, and I think the reason he got the extra year was because Kieran Dyer I really pushed, pushed for him to get that, and... Like I say, you're not going to question Dyer's knowledge of these sort of players, are you? He knows what he's doing.
0: Um, Dave, this is one from another Dave. Um, I like that McKenna isn't wedded to one formation. We've seen a few variants. Don't talk to me about variants. Um, Last few matches uh, makes me think the players are being coached more effectively. Do you agree with that, Um, Dave? More, more, um, uh, sorry, I sound like David Brent. A more bespoke approach to each game. Yeah, I think so.
3: Yeah, I think so. And it, there was really, yes, uh, certainly a change of formation yesterday and you really, you know, they played with the same intensity. You, seeing, you know, each player knew their job and it just, it was fairly seamless, wasn't it, yesterday? Yeah. Yeah, yeah there was that, there's
4: an interesting bit just sort of picking up on that side when, sort of from McKenna's comments yesterday, I just quickly find it uh, talking about um, Backinson coming into the team and he said, well, sorry, this great great podcasting here, but, um, <laughs>
0: Oh, oh.
4: um keep talking and I'll find it, sorry. Ask another
0: question. Um, I, I Dave, I was just gonna to go to the next question from you. This from Rob. Um could we make a Luco Chaplin and Selena work oh. with Bon? Although <laughs> um a lot of people are um, not happy with a four two three one and I think that suggests going back to one doesn't it or is, um, I, think, is I, unbalanced?
3: I, I think it does i mean you'd like to you like to see that yeah a Luke Co and selina in the same team will that happen not sure yeah not 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 sure about that but yeah it would certainly be um, yeah we certainly got the that, that would certainly be entertaining good to see but I'm not sure not sure
4: that will happen. Have you found your quote, Joe? Yeah, so he's talking about making his debut from the bench. And he sort of said, we weren't expecting to see him today. He trained with the squad yesterday, managed to be in and around the game prep as much as he could. He was at the training ground with the boys to keep them around it. He was in the meetings, in and around the dressing room. We wanted him to come down and be in and around the dressing room to get a feel for the boys. So thankfully, he was there when the injury came. No, he He stepped up. yeah, Yeah, so it's just interesting that, it's there's game prep that's been going on all week for this game, and he's not he's missed a lot of that. So they're just trying to bring him in at the end of it, and it, it does feel like everything is more organised. And but we're now in a, we're now in a run, now, aren't we? Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, and that's something McKenna's. We've we got we've got to, big yeah. enough squad. Why to is he looking forward
0: to it? <laughs> I I think maybe feels it's a chance he's to be a bit, a bit, a bit smart on the training, isn't it with your squad, isn't yeah.
4: it, to be able to put it in the utilize the big squad and have the fitter team because. I said the last twenty minutes. I thought it was Accrington that were blowing a bit yesterday, rather than us. Where early the season, it's it's been um, it's been us that just been that's been struggling the point. end of games.
3: And I think that's a good point. I thought we just looked generally fitter yesterday as well. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, brilliant stuff. Thank you, everybody, as ever for the questions. We'll have a little look at Wimbledon, but I just need to update because Richard sent me. Um, this is ITFC women who won 5 2 against Kingsham, and a couple of um, our sponsored players. Um, Abby Lafayette, um, did she score the opener? Or did she set it up? Yes, yeah, she scored, assist, I think, uh, or set it up. Oh, yeah, an assist from the corner. Um, and then a hat trick, um, for Friends of Blue Monday. Um, now sponsoree is that <laughs> right word? Uh, Lucy O'Brien. Um, who nearly got a fourth as well. Um, If you want to get involved, um, and this has kind of just come out of nowhere. This is just how how cool our subscribers are. There's the Friends of Blue Monday um, now. So if you want to get involved um, there, and it's very much appreciated from us and from the um, guys down doing the um, women's team. I did bump into one of the Friends
4: of Blue Monday in the pub last night, Chrissy Day, who I saw in there. I didn't I know, I,
0: Chris, very well. Yeah. I was a
4: few um, sheets to the wind at this point. So I can't remember <laughs> whether I said I'd give him a shout out. So if I didn't, you can have one anyway. But, yeah, no, I bumped into him, and he's one of the Friends of Blue Monday. So that is another perk of being a friend of Blue Monday. You might get to see me in the pub as well.
0: And I should say, uh, Chris and I um, listened to um, Bat Out of Hell many, many times in the car uh. um, as teenagers. So... Uh, we'll give a shout-out to the recently um, passed uh, Meatloaf, um, yeah. uh, which when you mentioned Chris's name, it's like one of the first things I think of. Right, let me just quickly get these fixtures up real quick. So, yeah, you've already mentioned them. Um, Wimbledon away on Tuesday. Forget Sheffield Wednesday. What do you want to see at Wimbledon um, team-wise then, Dave? Yeah. Um- more of, the, more of the same, I think. I don't think there'll be
3: too much, too many changes there. It'll be very interesting to see if um, you know Wimbledon again. You, you expect another quite physical bat. Will be interesting to see whether young Tyrese finds himself on the bench maybe on um, on Tuesday. And who knows? You know there may be may, there may be some some outs um, some players going out tomorrow. Don't don't know. So yeah, yeah I wouldn't have thought many changes. Maybe. And Luko, you think, obviously, Luco back in the squad. But, I mean, on the on the basis of yesterday, I'm not sure I changed too much,
4: really.
0: You going to have Joe Piggott playing against this former team. I think He's at just... some point,
4: Bon is going to need a rest, isn't he? He's going to need a game yeah. out. And maybe maybe you see Norwood in and Bon out or something like that yeah, to keep, maybe. keep him fresh for the weekend. and Because he had been sort of run hard the last few weeks, Bon, isn't he? Sort of his 90 minutes most weeks. He hasn't he hasn't had a rest at any point in the season, has he so far? So okay. maybe, okay. maybe this he's is- one that goes from there. But this is when we've got to use our squad, don't we? But it's it's hard to make changes when you've when you've won a tough game. But Sonia yeah. Luco, he he didn't really deserve to be dropped, he? He'd he was not dropped obviously he would he have started had his if his wife wasn't in Labour you'd guess probably because I think he's played well enough to keep in the team and mm. that there's so, but I don't know personally I, I really like the look of the 11 yesterday that we ended up with I think it's a real talented, talented team there and if we could sort of play those again I think Connor Chaplin and Bursa and Salina whilst the Luka has been excellent I think those two are Better players than him. Selena simply. and I thought
3: Selena had his most overall effective game yesterday by far, didn't he? Yeah. I mean, you know, put the goal to one side. The ridiculous goal against Crewe He was really good yesterday. Got bold, onto the ball a lot, didn't he? Yeah, Got he space did. And he really, really did. kept us ticking. And, you know, sometimes with him, sometimes I think he could be more selfish than he is sometimes, Hmm. you know. You you think, wow, you know, it was, um, I think, a couple of times second half where pretty shot was fairly obvious and he tries to play a sort of disguised pass and stuff like that. I honestly think he could be more selfish. Especially when we've the, seen how he shoots from
4: range as well oh. in his previous spell.
0: It's the yeah. knock-on effect, though. If he's playing 10 and people are coming mm. narrow to mark him and you're playing wing-backs and yeah, good space point. then it's opens obvious. up, it's the, obvious it's the ball. Knock-on, yeah. knock-on effect, isn't it? Um, right, guys, thank you very, very much. Um, that was the Blue Monday flagship show for um, Accrington Stanley. Please do get involved. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. Obviously, you can listen on ACAST Watch. On YouTube as well. Please do subscribe over at YouTube because our live stream shows, of which there may well be one um, this midweek, we'll see about everybody's availability. You can then get involved and set the agenda um, in the live chat on those shows. So do get involved over on social media. Uh, This will always be free. However, if you do want to support financially, you can via the ACAST supporter facility. And uh, we do have a little PayPal thing set up and you can go to our website, which is bluemondayitfc.co.uk. Final word from you, David? Um, Slug. Yeah, just just quickly, just quickly.
3: um, ITFC ladies got a very rare home midweek game this week at Felix Stowe on Wednesday, Wednesday. Wednesday it won't be Wednesdays. it won't be Tuesday but yeah Wednesday at time to Gillingham on who I think are fourth actually although some points obviously but uh, yeah that's uh, Felix Stowe on Wednesday so I think yeah I might well pop along there eh? it's always uh, yeah it's quite good I've enjoyed my I've been a couple of times so far so yeah I think I'll
4: definitely pop along Wednesday
0: uh, last one from you Joe
4: Just look forward to Wimbledon on Tuesday, chance for a new ground, a few beers in London and hopefully a nice nice train back, nice, enjoyable train ride home with a few fellow town fans.
0: Beautiful. Right. Thank you, everybody, for watching and listening and we will see you very soon.
2: about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football.
1: It's the promotion run-in. Everyone is gathered round to watch. The McNuggets share boxes are there offering much needed distraction. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, but in you swoop to steal the last nuggets and claim all three points. Oh, and there is the Harry Clark fist pump to celebrate. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in a participating restaurant.